0: You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. We're
1: here high above the ice at Staples Center in the Bob Miller Press Box following the Kings' first preseason game, a disappointing 4-3 loss to the Arizona Coyotes. I'm joined by none other than Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave?
0: I'm doing great, Jesse. Thanks for having me again. I feel like uh, I feel like every time you have me on, we just get better and better the chemistry evolves between us it's evolved I think that's how chemistry works right and it's it just seems to be it's like it's heating up between us there's it's like uh it's like if we rubbed our hands together we'd create a fire do I need to get a, an HR representative here for this episode you might it's getting <laughs> hot it's getting hot in the Bob Miller press box
1: so, uh, so as I mentioned the Kings uh they give up the the game winning goal with like a minute and a half left uh it's only preseason I'm gonna say that phrase a million times tonight but uh other than the fact that they lost,
0: what would you think? Um, I liked a lot of the game, a lot of the Kings' game tonight. Um, Jonathan Quick is uh, is going to be Jonathan Quick, yeah. and and it sounds cliche to say that, but you can see already the way he's tracking the puck, the way he's following the puck. He's going to be on it this year. Um, Cal Peterson came in midway through the second period, and you know he's seeing NHL action essentially playing in Staples Center um, gave up a tough one late not gonna fault him for it but gave, he he was in goal for it obviously uh, thought he played well um, I like the Kopitar Brown and Kovalchuk line mm-hmm. I think uh, you know it's gonna take some time for them to develop a little more chemistry like you and I buddy
1: <laughs> sure
0: um, and I, I really hopefully they
1: get more opportunities than we do. <laughs> hopefully,
0: yeah, hopefully they have to um, <laughs> And I really like, I'll tell you who I like, was uh, Alex Iafallo. And you and I were talking about this before, not to steal your thunder, but Alex Iafallo and uh, Adrian Kempe playing together. I think they both have speed. They both track down pucks. They both get to pucks really quickly. And I want to see how that develops. I also think Drew Doughty has another Norris in him. I mean, he just you could see it tonight. He's like a step ahead of everybody in the way he thinks the game, feels the game, anticipates. Granted, he's not in mid-season form, but he really doesn't need to be. He's that good.
1: First game in the preseason.
0: Yeah, but he I thought he still looked yeah. really, really good tonight. So I want
1: to focus on that top line before we start getting into the rest of it because there was a moment late in the second period that I think perfectly summed up uh, my thoughts. I don't want to say concerns, but my hesitations about the kopitar Kovalchuk brown line. Uh, Puck comes to Kovalchuk's feet. Uh, near the red line near center ice he's sort of standing there flat-footed doesn't quite realize that the puck is at his feet figures it out all of a sudden because of just the spacing on the ice the way it happened at the moment they have an opportunity to break into the attacking zone Kopitar's got three or four strides on him could have hit him with the pass Kovalchuk decides to carry the puck in himself Kopitar has to do that sort of leg drag, you know, awkward, awkward wobble, yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure he doesn't go offside. Not a big deal, not a criticism, first preseason game, but that's a move where maybe a less talented, less significant player defers to Kopitar, hits him with the pass, sends him into the zone rather than saying, I can do this, I'm taking it myself. That that's the kind of chemistry that is going to take time and that's where I think back to when they had Lucic on the line with Kopitar and Gabryk and everybody thought oh that's a natural obvious fit and it wound up not being a fit and and you know there's no real reason why but the theory I I sort of worked on halfway through that season was that you had Kopitar, Gabryk, and Lucic three guys who were used to having the puck on their stick and so all of a sudden who's the puck carrier on that line. who's going to defer. Right, exactly. And so on this line, Brown doesn't need the puck on his stick, but he likes the puck on his stick. Kopitar doesn't need the puck on his stick, but he likes the puck on his stick. And when you had a guy like Ayafalo, whose job it was to go in the corners and dig it out and distribute it, it worked. I don't know that Kovalchuk is going to be Ayafalo. I mean, he's clearly not. And so you even saw on the power play... Everybody on the ice trying to get Kovalchuk that first goal, feeding him for one-timers, just feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. And I get it, it's the first preseason game it was the first period, it was the first power play. Again, these are not criticisms, just observations. These are the kinds of things they are going to have to work themselves out. And ultimately, that's why you have a preseason. So I'm not stressing about it yet. But But I thought that was just an interesting hiccup to the chemistry.
0: Let me answer your thought with a question. Sure. How much do you think that Ilya Kovalchuk playing in the KHL for the last three seasons mm-hmm. I think that's what it was I
1: think it was five
0: the five seasons sorry I think so uh, it feels like five um, the wider ice uh-huh. bigger ice surface maybe he thinks or feels like he has more time because he's used to playing on a bigger surface could be hey the, the pressure's not going to be on me right away Right? could that have maybe waited where, where he thinks Hey maybe I have An extra half a second or, That could or absolutely
1: beat. be it Especially on a play Like the one I mentioned Where he decided To carry it in himself You're right If he has an extra four feet On either you know, on, Between him and the board To maneuver
0: Yeah then... and, he, and he's just accustomed To right. maybe in the KHL Thinking I'm not going to get Pressured right away I have time to skate This into the zone Or make this play on my own Where I think he's going to realize You know In the next couple of games Or, or during training camp I don't have that time here I gotta give that puck up right away. So maybe I think that's something that just develops over time. Absolutely.
1: And a lot has been made of the fact that uh that Kovalchuk is the best winger Kovalchuk's ever played with, and Kovalchuk's the best center that Kovalchuk's ever played with. And, you know, that sort of thing it takes a while to get used to, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it,
0: gonna develop over time. Yeah. yeah. But and, I, I
1: see I do see your point. Yeah. I remember that play. Exactly. And by the end of the third period, obviously they, you know, they looked better than they did at the first period. They convert on a goal. Now was a five on three, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but still uh they look better so so that's
0: and and they played 26 mm-hmm. in change 26 minutes in change tonight which is a lot of time to play in a preseason game usually your defensemen are the guys you yeah. know, your dowdies are getting 26 28, maybe 30 minutes a night for three forwards playing together essentially for the first time to get 26 minutes yeah i think that says a lot
1: well, as much as you want to audition some of the younger players and get you know some legitimate NHL ice time under their legs, you also, like I said, you want to work out those kinks. You want to figure out what Absolutely. that what that line is. Uh, the second line that you mentioned was Iafalo, Kempe, and question mark. At times it was Trevor Lewis. At times it was Sheldon Rempaul. Um, I like Sheldon Rempaul. He seemed to be fast. He seemed to to pick his spots on the ice well, get himself open for shots when. Kempe or we were moving the puck. I'm curious if that's the final decision, you know, if that's the guy they're going to go with on that line. Um, because Kempe and Ayafalo, uh, apparently they're friends. I, I don't know. But I've heard from people with the team that they get along quite well and that they're friends, so that's great. They're both fast. They both see the ice really, really well. I loved Ayafalo's game tonight. Um, but who they put on that right wing is going to sort of Tilt the identity of that line. If it's a fast, speedy forward, if it's a Brodzinski or a, or a or a Rempal or an Anderson Dolan, Trevor Lewis. Well, then it then it becomes Maybe? sort of an offensive But if it's Trevor Lewis, then it becomes more of I think then the dominance shifts towards uh, Kempe and Lewis being right, responsible, defensive, fortune You know what I mean? Like sure. And and I'm happy either way. I'm just really, really curious to see which direction they take that line.
0: So, you're saying you're assuming Rempel makes the team out of camp? Is that your no, thought? But or no? no, but if he does, I think that's the logical spot for him. Um, it, it could be, very well could be. Free agent signing by the Kings. Yeah, collegiate player. Yeah, so we'll see. He's got, you know, it's a big step mm-hmm. to make that step to come here to play in the NHL. Um, does he fit with those two guys? It, it seemed like he kind of fit with them tonight. They he's had a couple got, scoring chances. Yeah, he's got the wheels. To keep up with mm-hmm. those guys. He's a young guy. Certainly, he's got a good motor. Um, I'm interested to see who they play on that line too. I, and and again, if it's Trevor Lewis that slots in there, or does Trevor Lewis then slide down to the fourth line with a Kyle Clifford and I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's Nate weird. Thompson. Is yeah, in there well, somewhere. Amadio is got, got to get right. some minutes. Brodzinski is yeah.
1: there. Yeah. So I mean, last season. There was that line before they made the trade, and I loved it, and it, it was short-lived, but it was, I, I think I've got this right, it was Follow, Shore, and Lewis, and they only played a couple of games together, but the puck was never in the other team's, or it was never in the Kings' defending zone, right? Right. Like, those three guys never scored, I don't think, together, but... but they kept it out of their end. Absolutely, and, and the pressure was on, and I feel like they could replicate that with Kempe, Lewis, and Follow. and again, I don't know if that line scores a bunch, um, I suppose it could, but I'm not holding my I mean, Trevor Lewis had a career year last year, and he had something like 24 points. Um, I, I
0: will say this. From from what I've seen in the short time that, that camp has been going on, what are we, five days in now to mm-hmm. camp, four days into camp? Uh, from what I've seen from Kempe in camp so far, he looks like he is on a mission, and he is, he's been lighting it up in training camp. I see him after practice, Shooting, 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 sh- You can tell where the focus is for him. Mm-hmm. The onus is on scoring yeah. and finishing. That's going to be the key. And I think he's going to have a much better year this year than he had last year in terms of goal scoring and production. Just my opinion. But from what I've seen, that's what he's been working on every day. It's that scoring touch. Which was missing last year. Yeah, it's funny. I I actually wound but not up... Just, not just from him, not, not picking on him, from a lot of guys on the team, but...
1: For I, some bizarre reason, I wound up watching a, a highlight reel that was every goal he scored last season. All 16 of them, just in a row. And I was struck by how many of them came off of broken plays, or tip-ins, or... You know, it wasn't like some... Incredible shot or some incredible move that he put on the goalie it was just sort of like, oh, and Kempe was there and it went off his butt or, oh, he tipped in the loose puck. Or and I thought, well, that's really fascinating that he managed to rack up 16 of those um, and then none February on. But he did seem to have a spark of offense when paired with Trevor Lewis. And Trevor Lewis did have a career year. And I, Alex I follow is, you know, the, the Swiss Army knife type player. He'll give you what you need. Um, I think everybody pegged Gabe Velarde right like went on a, a, a round table this summer with a couple other Kings media great work by the way thank you personalities sure. and everybody just assumed that the line was going to be I follow Kempe and Velarde. and I sort of said like bump the brakes we're talking about two sophomores and a, and a freshman making up a line we haven't seen Velarde yet and so you know I'm going to keep coming back to that question I'm really really curious to see how they round round out that line
0: well, and then the question becomes where does Jared Anderson Dolan fit into the mix? Does, is... does Jared Anderson Dolan fit into the mix? And and from what we've seen, got some ice time tonight, yeah. got uh played in Ontario, Kings versus Kings on Sunday. Yeah, it looked great on Sunday. Looked great on Sunday. Yeah. So that's another that's another no. element that you have to and he, work in. He into was the mix. out there
1: with Trevor Lewis on the penalty kill in the right. first period. I mean they got scored on unfortunately. Another guy but... with,
0: with good wheels. Yep. Uh can win some face offs when you need him to win some face offs, right? So, And absolutely cut from that cloth that Lewis and Clifford are. No off switch.
1: No nights off. No not hustling. You know, just, just hockey 24-7 on the brain.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's a smart. Uh, his hockey sense is very high. His hockey IQ, I, I'm, I'm guessing from what I've seen, it seems like his hockey IQ is very, very high. Uh, and I know, I know from what I've heard, the Kings are very high on him. Obviously, uh, to get the ice time he's been getting, they're looking for something from him. They want him to have a good camp. I'd like to see him make the team. I, you know, I don't know. Again, there are so many intangibles here, so many different players in the yeah. mix, and we don't know what's going on with Villardi and, and you know, if he's going to be healthy or ready. Um, I like what I've seen from Anderson Dolan so far. So I, I think he's going to fit in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. I mean, the rest of the, the lineup tonight was sort of, I mean, other than the defense, right? They had Muzzin, Martinez, Dowdy, So, you know, obviously those guys are going to make the team. But Lintoniemi, uh, Redikop, and Roy, I think are all slated for... Ontario, Ontario. No, and, and again, not a knock on them. They're young players. Sure. That's where they're going to go to develop. Um, Akeel Thomas, I thought he looked fine. You know, some of these kids are literally 18-year-olds stepping onto NHL ice for the first time, playing against, you know, coming grown-ass men. <laughs> coming,
0: coming into Staples Center yeah. in front of, you know, 13,000, 15,000 people tonight. Uh, that's a shock to the system for pretty much anybody. You know, I don't care if you're 25. If you're playing in your first NHL game, it's going to be a shock when you come to Staples Center and you step out onto the ice, right? Yeah. So for a kid who's 18, 19, 20 years old, like some of these guys are, yeah. And what did what did Akeel Thomas? You know, how many minutes did he play tonight? Eight, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. So you know, hard to kind of gauge how a guy looks in eight minutes of ice time, but I think he he played the amount that they were looking for him to play, just to see what yeah. you're going to kind of, kind of get his feet wet, right? And
1: and paired with a player Jamie Devan who. I think he's actually in Ontario. Like, I think his contract is actually with the Reign. I don't think he's even got a contract with the Kings. So, you know, guys like Matt Luff, who, whom I love. I, I really enjoy watching Matt Luff. But th- these are players, Austin Wagner, that still have some more development. Or, you know, in Jamie Devine's case, I think he's in his late 20s. I could have the age wrong. But like I said, he's an AHL player, right? Like, they're split squad. They need to fill out the roster. So there wasn't much... That a guy, you know, a player like Wagner or or Thomas or Roy, like, can really do to stand out. You have to, you have to give your Kopitar's, you know, your Kempe's, and then even guys like Anderson Dolan, who are who have a legitimate shot. You know, are we going to keep this kid up or aren't we? Or Rempal, in the, you know, you got to give those guys minutes.
0: Yeah, you do, and I think a guy like Devan is a is a great. Uh, case for, you said, playing in Ontario. You need a guy like Jamie Devan to play in Ontario. Yeah, He's a tough guy, he's a nuts and bolts kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Goes up and down the wing really well and stands up for every guy on that team. And you need that, you need that grit, you need that sandpaper in Ontario. uh, With a guy like Paul Bissonette, who no longer plays for the Rain, called it quits. uh, You need that guy to kind of step up and yet to be seen whether Curtis McDermott is gonna be up or down, whether he's gonna be with the big club or in Ontario. He's another guy that brings that sandpaper, that grit to the rain, you need a couple of guys like that. You need guys like that to keep the other team honest. And I think he, those guys are good fits there. Not to say McDermott doesn't have a chance of making the team. I think he does. We saw him up last year. Yep. Um, but if he does end up in Ontario, it's a good situation to have both of those guys there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, we, this is sort of a, a nail that I've hammered a bunch of times this preseason, but, but Ontario is going to be a lot younger this year. And I think the skill level is going to be a lot higher. Guys like TJ Henzik, maybe not coming back. Um, your veterans are going to be your Brett Sutter's, your Jamie Devan's, maybe your your Curtis McDermott's, your You're Oscar Molson. That's right, exactly. That's Matt your Molson. guy. Matt Molson That's is coming back. Um, but does uh, the fact that the Kings, both Kings teams, lost to Arizona Coyotes teams, giving up four goals each, does it, you care at all, or is it just it's only preseason?
0: No, it's preseason. It's the first game they played, guys. Some of these guys are, 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 I don't want to say they're shaking in their boots, but they, obviously they're, they're nerves that yeah. are involved, right? I mean, they've all played big games. They've, keep this in mind. When you, when you break this down at the end of the day, all of these guys, for the most part, have been top of their class everywhere they've gone, right? They've always been first guy picked on their team. Some of them are captains of their teams. They're alternate captains. They've always been top of the heap everywhere they go. Then they come here. And you have to defer to the guys who are top of the heap here. Your Kopitars, your yeah. Browns, your Kovalchuks, your Kempe's, you know, Jonathan Doughty Quick's, Quick, Dowdy's, yeah. all these guys. You got to think there are some nerves in there. Even when you go in the locker room, they've only been around these guys for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's still there's still a little bit of awe there where they say, right. I am playing with Kopitar tonight, or I'm playing with, you know, Chaz Redekop's out there with Drew Dowdy. You don't think he's saying, holy cow, this is awesome. Like, there, there's got to be a little bit of nerves there to work out. I couldn't tell. So if, I'm not concerned at all. About I, the, I, I, I don't care about the final score. I
1: couldn't tell if pairing Redekop with Dowdy was a reward or a punishment. I couldn't tell if it was like, a in hey, terms of what? Well, well, so Dowdy's the uh, you know the best defenseman yeah. on the planet sure. as far as we're concerned. Pairing, getting paired with him could mean one of two things. It could be you've done an outstanding job. We're impressed with you. So here's some minutes with Dowdy, or it could be. You are such a defensive liability And we're so unsure of your Of your ability to, to defend that we're, that we're anchoring you to Right, the best babysitter in the business
0: Or, or it could be It could be, my thought was uh-huh. uh, Derek Forbert Not in camp right now with an injury um, That would typically be Doughty's partner, right? Uh-huh. Forbert So it's kind of a plug in Someone else there Sure. Because you want to see the other guys play together. You know what you're going to get from Drew? Hey, let's put in Chaz Redekop, see what right. he's got with, with Doughty and see how he is. That was my thing. It was just like, normally it would be Forbert, but let's see how Chaz Redekop does it.
1: See, I think it was a reward. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're watching the ice crew do their uh, training, if you're wondering what the thunder sounds
0: This is called the pattern. Um,
1: no, but I thought he was great on Sunday. I thought he and Falkowski stood out to me. On... Two
0: big boys, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big Falkowski's boys. huge. If you haven't seen them in person, like up close and personal next to these guys, yeah. they are ginormous men. Well, I said on ginormous. the ginormous. I
1: said on the postgame sun, out Sunday after the game. The only thing I knew about Falkowski before that Kings versus Kings game was that he was six foot seven.
0: Yeah, but when that's... you have to duck to walk through <laughs> yeah. a door, a regular sized door, yeah. you know you're a big man. But uh, but they stood out to me as
1: having a couple really strong plays on Sunday so then when I saw him with Dowdy today I thought oh okay they're they're giving him an oh, attaboy sure. yeah by yeah. pairing him with okay. your daddy Let's go and I thought he looked
0: good right I mean I, I don't think he didn't look out of place yeah. I'll say that yeah he didn't look out of place I mean that is how good Doughty is <laughs> but yeah but no, like, no disrespect like,
1: to Redikop. you could stick me out there and yeah, I would yeah, look out of place that's, that's, like well, no, he no, didn't enough, look out of enough. place you know what I mean enough. I do just like the name though Redicop. I like this great since, name since the moment they drafted him how many? yeah but um So they play again Thursday night, another split squad. Uh, I don't personally care. Like, I saw a lot of people on social media saying the players that needed to score scored, so so that's a win. I don't have anything against that. But for me personally, like, I didn't need them to feed Ilya Kovalchuk five one-timer opportunities on the first power play. I get why they did it. You know, it would have been really fun for him to score that goal. The place would have gone nuts. But, like, I don't need, you know, I don't need Kovalchuk to score any goals in the preseason as long as he's scoring them in the regular season. How do you feel about the preseason moving forward? Do you want to try and get your top guys firing? Or do you, you know, Carter had two goals tonight, for example, out in the uh, game in Arizona. Or, you, you know, it's like the, the question Dustin Brown raised uh, at his uh, talk at the State of the uh, Franchise. You know, are you focused on the goal or are you focused on the process?
0: Well, I think they're focused on the process overall. I think if Ilya Kovalchuk doesn't score a goal all preseason, no one's going to be in panic mode and right. say, oh, we're worried about this. Uh, that's going to come in time. I think if he gets one or two in the preseason, you're more than happy. Now you say, now we see what he can do. Uh, is it going to happen during the regular season? Yeah, it's probably going to happen during the regular season. I think it's more of the process, though. Let's just feel this out. Let's get a, let's get a good feel for these three guys together, see how they play with each other, see how they play off of each other. Um, see if there is a chemistry there. It seemed to me tonight like there was. There was a chemistry, which is great to see. Um, you know, people had all these questions about Kovalchuk when he came in again. Oh, is he going to be in shape? Yeah. He's 35 years old. How much is he, uh, gas does he have left in the tank? Can he adapt to the smaller ice surface after playing in the KHL? I don't think those are going to be issues. I think that's going to work itself out over the next, you know, four or five preseason games. Let's
1: talk about off the ice because. This was the first night back at Staple Center for a lot of
0: us. And did it feel good? It did. That felt like a long summer. So I, don't know, I don't know about so you. So that's
1: my question. I mean, the elevators broke down at one point. That I, was heard unfortunate. That. I heard that. But other that. than that. Did was, you have to take the stairs? No. No. Oh. I mean, I could have, but I decided I'd rather <laughs> wait wait the elevator repairman out. Uh, but, uh, but, I mean, how did it feel? Was everything, you know, was everybody where they were supposed to be? Was everything flowing as it was supposed to?
0: Everybody was where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Everything flowed properly, we didn't have any major issues. I don't even think we had any minor issues to be honest. I don't know if uh, a lot of the people noticed in Staples Center tonight, but there's new glass. They have new plexiglass here. I did not notice that. The glass is actually higher where I sit, it's probably a foot or two higher, and it's a bigger pane of glass in front of me. So it used to be smaller panes, now it's they're larger panes. Um, and they're all clean. <laughs> At the end of last year, they're all they're all nicked up and scuffed from yeah, tape and sticks yeah, and all. Yeah. Kind of, now it's all clean, and you go, "Wow, this is great." Um, no, I I, th- I think it's good. The the only noticeable difference for me is the, and I wanted to ask you about this. Mm. The advertisements in the corners behind the goal in the yeah. corners. you got the Adidas, the Axis, uh, Spectrum, and Liquamali. What do you think of that? It Reminds me a lot of European hockey. Reminds me a little 15, bit of NASCAR. Fifteen years ago...
1: Yeah. When I was a younger, uh, angrier, more easily, you know, prone to fits of rage over meaningless you nonsense. You would have gone off on
0: those ads. Absolutely. Yeah, I knew you were going
1: to say that. Um, now, how do you feel? I don't care. I mean, I noticed them twice, maybe. Not a big deal. Nah. I mean, not only no, but, but here's one of the things that I've sort of come to realize, and I'm going to sound like an insane sellout when I say it, but when we moved... From, and I don't mean we the kings, I mean we the fans. When we moved from the Forum to Staples Center. Which was 20 years ago, yeah, by 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago. My seats got better. Now, I wasn't, I didn't have terrible seats in the Forum. I mean, whatever, I was a kid. But but we sat in Section 12, Row 9, Seats 1 and 2. You remember that? I do. Good for I'll you. I'll never forget it. Great memory. Um, When we came to Staples Center, we sat in Section 320, Row 1, Seats 9 and 10. I don't know which seats were technically closer to the ice, but I know that I prefer my seats in the forum or sorry, my seats at Staple Center to my seats in the forum. And they were cheaper and they were more comfortable and I got a and and Staples Center is nicer than the Forum. And all of that is based on the three levels of suites that my seats at Staple Center sat on top of. Right? Whoever's buying those seats subsidized, like I have news for all of the fans in the 300s who think that, that the world is unfair and the Kings don't care about you, for the for the 12 years of, of cheap seats that we got to experience before the Kings won the Stanley Cup, those seats were subsidized by the three layers of rich people who were buying suites. And, and the people at Sable Center who paid whatever, $300 million for the naming rights of the building, and all of these things that, like I said, a younger, angrier version of me would have said oh, it's an affront to the sanctity of the soul of the game, or blah, 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 blah. I saw somebody complaining about the the ads in the corner, and my eye was immediately drawn to the gigantic ad at Center Ice that nobody ever thinks about, which is the King's logo. I got news for everybody. Team logos are advertisements.
0: Yes, you're selling your product. Yeah,
1: we don't think of them that way, because that's the product we all want to buy. Look around the center circle, too. Staples Center. Staples Center. Courtesy of a $300 million... Correct. Paycheck, which subsidizes a, a lot of
0: cheap tickets. Yeah. What do you like about your seats here more than the Forum? Just the, the angle or the, the proximity to yeah, the eye Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, the the, the 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 eyesight line? The sight lines, sight lines. is yep. the word I'm looking for. Yep. Um, now, this is a little spoiled because we got the first row at Stable Center, but you get a little ledge to put all your food, your and, dr- food and drinks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, at the Forum, they had Senate seats where the waiter would come and yep. bring you and that only exists on the PR level here at Staples says so yep. I, I think I'm, I've never never actually sat in the lower bowl as a season ticket holder so I don't know. Um but the point is if they want to put ads in the corners Yeah, there's a tiny little part of me that's like grumble grumble I don't like it. But look, Kovalchuk's making six and change and I want the salary cap to keep going up so it doesn't matter that's how the salary cap goes up folks and that's just life and i know it stinks but you know i saw a lot of people complaining on social media too about the fact that the kings are no longer on am radio and that's one of those things where you go like that didn't happen by accident there's no am radio stations that are interested in sacrificing that much airtime for something that gets
0: well in that and, kind of ratings. so and, and, in addition to that you have the iHeart Media app, right? And you can hear it anywhere in the world. So if you're in Europe or you're in Australia, right? And you want to listen to Kings Hockey, you got it. That wasn't always the case. No, but the, but there is that there are
1: those there are those people for whom right listening to iHeart Radio is more inconvenient than listening to the radio. And to which I just say, look, when they started playing uh, EDM music. Uh, during the warm ups i don't particularly care for edm so in the back of my mind i go like yeah this isn't for me well guess what the world isn't not everything in the world is catered to is you it's for you right and so ads in the corners games on the internet instead of the radio like the world moves forward yes and you know we're way off topic now, but I guess my point is, I'm older. I'm, I'm. I don't know if it's wisdom or just exhaustion, but I just don't have the energy to get mad at those things anymore.
0: The only, the only. Um, I don't mind the ads in the corners. I, now that I see it from up top, I. Right. I didn't even notice it from down down right. in my booth. That only caught my eye like twice. Right. So I don't think it's a big deal. The only time that I would, I think I would have an issue, and I, I'm hoping the NHL doesn't ever do this, but they probably will eventually. It's like you see in Europe, where they put the ads like out on the blue line. Yeah,
1: or that, th- or the entire face-off circle is a that Ramble would logo. that would <laughs> drive
0: me bonkers. Where where then it's like a NASCAR. car. Sure. you know what I mean. But you
1: know, we're humans, and humans adapt. I, mean, we really get used to it. We get used yeah. to
0: it. I just don't. I don't know if I would like that. I like seeing a lot of white on the ice. I think that's a good thing. Um, that's the only thing that would kind of stick in my craw. I think. I don't mind the ads in the corners, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, when I was a younger guy, I hated ads on the boards. When they put in the ads, the change, right, the digital ads, I was yep. like, oh, it's distracting. Yep. Whatever, I got used to it. Well, wait, okay,
0: <laughs> so then what do you think about the erase and replace ads that you see on TV? You watch the game on TV? Where it's on the, the, where it's on the glass? And you say, how do the fans see through that? Well, it's only on TV, people, if you yeah. didn't know that already. But they're they're that's called erase and replace, where they put the ad up, and then they pull it down. That's and, a clever name.
1: Yeah. No, I mean you know what I mean. The, the
0: the first time I saw it, maybe it caught my eye, but
1: then you you get used to it. Yeah, you just get used to it. No big deal. And, and yeah, and 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 for those people who cannot get used to it for whatever reason, you know, I was there uh, at Toyota Sports Center watching training camp, and they were doing some welding behind the yep. behind the net, and yep. I could not stop staring at the welding because <laughs> the sparks and the light. That's Ooh, think, shiny things! I could, I couldn't, <laughs> I, and but I mean, but I had to concede. It's not, it's not the welder's fault. It's not the king's fault. It's just I has was, to be done. I was fixated on the welder. Sure. So I mean, you know, I, I hope that people will get over it. I hope that people will find ways to, uh, to survive the ads in the corners. I
0: think, a half dozen games into the season, you won't even hear anything about ads. Yeah, people won't yeah. even realize that they're there. It's like they've been there all all
1: along. It's one of those things where, yeah, if you put a gun to my head in a perfect world, I would say take the ads off the ice, take
0: the ads off the boards. But as I said... Uh, uh, Those those are what they call revenue generators. Revenue generators.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would be really curious to know, because I know the way the CBA works, the players and the league split hockey-related revenue, but I don't know if that qualifies as hockey-related revenue. Yeah, not sure. Because expansion fees, I know, did not count towards hockey-related revenue, which is a crock. Um, I could see the league big expansion. Yeah, well, yeah, no, big. it's gonna be a billion Wait dollars. So yeah, exactly. Once yeah, yeah. Seattle comes in, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's gonna wrap this up, though, Dave. Okay, Thursday night, another preseason game against. I'll be here. Split squad, half the team in Vancouver, half the team here playing the Vegas Golden Knights. That'll be interesting, I,
0: and I think. The crowd... I thought the crowd was actually really good tonight, Yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, Tuesday night with Arizona in town, first preseason game. And we a ton of
1: obnoxious uh, construction Ty- in downtown. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get here was yeah, kind of a pain. It a bit of but a nightmare. It, good to see the fans, diehard Kings fans that showed up tonight. Maybe people taking in their first NHL action ever, which is always great to see. But I think Thursday with Vegas, it's a different animal. You're probably going to have Vegas folks coming into town. It's probably going to be more packed than it was tonight. So I expect a little bit of uh, rowdiness and after what happened in the playoffs last year, yeah. getting swept by Vegas.
1: That'll could, be interesting.
0: Could be a little uh, jam in that game, I
1: think. Yeah, especially depending on which roster they send. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be interesting.
0: Anyway. You'll be here then, Thursday? Oh, yeah, I'll be, here.
1: I'll, be wait. here. I'll see you then. I'll see you, then. I'll see you then. And hopefully we'll see you, Kings fans. Until then, for Dave Joseph, I'm Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.